2: Check, check, check. One, two. One to the two. One to the two. two, 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 two. Hey, right. Scotty. What's up? I'm coming back. Oh, got a toot. Hold on.
0: The audio fun bag is brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies and Norman's Electronics. And now we kick it.
1: The fan 680 and 93.7 FM. Surprise! It's not Buck Hudson. Although it, you do look a little like Buck. It's Lowson Hoyt. We're doing our hybrid audio fun bag type of show today, but it's still Bucket Hudson. I, I'm, I'm very confused with how we're having to banish this entire thing. I don't know. They told me I could get off at 3 if I was on the air for two hours. I was like, okay. This is a bonus for you. I'm still having to work with Matt <laughs> as the day goes on. But again, a ton of Hawks talk. I want Before we jump into everything, I yeah. just want to tell you what I pulled off for you today. As we're out At Fairway Social over in Alpharetta, we're in the tea room, the beautiful room. Come by, grab some lunch. That's T-E-E. That's right, not Not, T-E-A. That would be where they sip tea. That's a separate room in the corner. This is the tea room. And by the way, you already got in 18 with our man Harper. Yeah, I won 5-4. Yeah, so you can do that too. The the putt-putt course is great out here. All the games that they have, the bars are beautiful. Uh, I was actually already informed. They've got a huge monster TV that's going to be in here a little bit later this week that will be on the upstairs patio if you've been out here. Oh, sounds like Game 6. Sounds like Game 6 perfection. Yeah, as we'll be getting a chance to talk about Game 5. The one thing I want to do before I get into the lead here, I have paid two different people in this building Uh-oh. to randomly come kiss you. Okay. Now They have a very attractive staff here, by the way. Yes. Now, you don't know who, they're gonna, who it's going to be. I hope one of them's Neil. But they're randomly going to come over and kiss you. Okay. And you, just, and you just have to indulge in it. I'm very into that. All do right, I let's... do I kiss back or do I? No, just... no, no, no. I okay. told them specifically for the 20 bucks that he will not try and do anything further to you. But there's like a 90-10 rule when you kiss. Are they going right, to like 90 you... and I go the other 10? How's You're that going to work? You have to put in a little bit of effort. I think I actually said cheek kiss. So oh. I wasn't saying like mouth kiss. Oh,
2: no. If we're going to do this, we're going to do the whole thing. They're going to earn the 20 bucks. Is it her? Let's get to the lead.
1: Let's get started with the biggest story of the day. It's time for The Lead, presented by Outdoor Makeover and Living Spaces. What should we lead with today? Hmm. It is so much fun hmm. when you get a pivotal Game 5. Game 7! Well, well, that'd be early. It's, it's, we're at Game 5, but if you want to treat it like Game 7, I get that because... We don't want to go to Game 7. No, unless you lose tonight. Oh. Um, but it's so important, Game 5. Historically in the NBA... Game five winners in a series tied at two win 75% of the games, 75% uh, of the series. This tonight is that pivotal moment where the Hawks have the opportunity to grab home court again, minus Giannis. That's what we're all thinking. He is listed as doubtful for this game. If you didn't see the injury report from yesterday, it is a knee that's intact, but it's got some problems to it. This would be a several week injury for most people. This is the Hawks opportunity. Now tell nothing me nothing easy.
2: Nothing easy. Now tell me who's playing for the Hawks because it may get nothing even easier.
1: We'll see. So the injury report as of this morning: uh, Bogey is probable for this game. I
2: liked what I saw to Bogey in Game Four, by the way. I'm I'm feeling you look. He's I'm not, feel comfortable. He's not going to be 100 percent probably this series or even the next series. If we want to talk about that, but. It's enough that I'm like, your minutes are worth it. You're going on the floor. It's, I'm fine it's an improvement. So, it's an improvement. Bogey, we're good on.
1: Next. Clint Capella and Trey Young are questionable. Now, Capella, it's some sort of orbital injury. He took that shot to the face. We'll see what happens. At the very worst, a lot of times when guys do have that injury, they miss a game and then they come back with the mask. The hope is... He's able to get on the floor tonight, but you have some answers there. Okongwu did play very well in his minutes.
2: Well, that's what I was going to say. I love what we've been seeing out of Okongwu, and especially if you don't have Giannis in there, it makes the boards and just being inside that much easier, and that's, by the way, where they've been dominated this entire time. So you take Giannis out, okay, maybe down low I feel much better about
1: myself. The airspace changes. You've taken a guy who's a defensive player of the year, quality player, a total freak, and taken him off the floor, and now you're saying... Okay, it's humans versus humans. When we talk about orbital, you're the shooter on this show. You're the one who can shoot baskets. Yes. I'll I, drill them threes.
2: I know you will. I saw you out there when we were at the. Where were we at? We were at some gym. Yeah, we were down the street. My question is: Yes. Can you shoot with one
1: eye? I'm only thinking that he needs to. I'm not saying he can go play as a Cyclops. Because he hasn't that. been
2: shooting well from the charity stripe, anyways, but yeah. if we give but him. Ev- just, but everything's at the basket for him. But if we give him just an eye patch, like a pirate? Well, you can't have one bad eye and one good eye, or else your other you wanna, you eye wanna, is going to be fighting. So, you what want you want need to look like a,
1: a buccaneer? No.
2: First off, how badass would that look? Secondly, with like a feather hat. Secondly. I don't think you can wear hats on the
1: court. No, you're right, you can't.
2: Secondly, would that mess with you, or can we see him? Could he possibly come out tonight in an eye patch? Go see, ahead,
1: Carlos. This is what would be different. If it's Devin Booker, I'd be concerned. If you had some sort of issue that's affecting your vision and it's messing with you, and obviously it's uncomfortable, Capella's game isn't far away from the rim. It's not about I've got to size it up from three. He's taken one three in his entire life, in his career. (laughs) So so there you go. Everything is at the rim. So we'll see what happens. As far as Trey Young, that's going to end up being, just as it was last time, a game-time decision. It's pain tolerance in in, in his case. That's what we're dealing with right now. That's where it is going into game five, and I get it as of now. The Hawks, last time out, were a nine to a a nine-and-a-half point underdog. That is the biggest line that has been in the conference in 30 years, okay, you're a two-point underdog tonight. That—that's the changing now. That's gone on. That, that we've now made adjustments for. They just lost their big dog. You might get yours back. Let's see how it plays. Can I easy. tell you my biggest?
2: Can I tell you my biggest fear? And I no, wish it was easy. It could be. Well, without Giannis, it's a little easier. It's a little
1: easier. Little easier. But it's not easy. Nothing's easy.
2: Here's my biggest concern the first eight minutes of this game because we saw it in game four specifically where, okay, we know Trey's out. We find out an hour before the game or whatever it is. Everybody kind of rallied around that on the Hawks. And you saw the Bucks come out lethargic, and you saw the Hawks lighting it up on fire. And you've got you've to kind of handle that initial run, all that intensity of, hey, let's do it for Giannis and everything else. Can you handle the Bucks when they come out? And if they are high energy tonight and the crowd is trying to back them up and everything else. You've got to handle the initial punch, and that's my biggest concern. We saw it in
1: Game 4. It went the other way. Don't be the Bucks in Game 4, basically. That's a lead brought to you by Outdoor Makeover and Living Spaces, and and I'm with you. I think the first six to eight minutes of this game, you're going to get the desperate team play. Yep. That, that is part and parcel of what the, the Hawks are going to be dealing with tonight. Now, can you meet that with your own level of aggression? Can you meet that with your own energy? And as I like to always talk about it on the road, Turn it into a belt buckle fight, where you grab hold of him and you're like, "No, you're not getting away. This isn't going to be you going up by 12 or 14 or do. No, no, you're in this in a fight with me for the
2: entire night." Back to my eye patch conversation. Can you imagine how big of an eye patch it would be for Bobby Portis?
1: Oh yeah, it'd have to be huge. <laughs> <laughs> it would have to be the biggest eye patch you've ever seen. His eyes are so big. I might just get you an eye patch just as like style. He looks so angry. They should come back. Were they like, ever in
2: style? Because like everything you... that's old becomes new again. So like we're talking about like fourteen hundreds, fifteen hundreds when pirates were around. Do you think they'll come back But ever most of the time you're
1: wearing an eye patch because you were missing an eye, not just for style. No, I mean, but
2: I think it makes you like, kind of look rougher. Like, you're more scared of the pirate with an eye patch than you are the one without an eye patch, correct? Because like, you're like, hey, that only, guy's done stuff.
1: Like The only person I know in, like, modern history who pulled off the eye patch was, like, David Bowie. And that was, like, in the 70s. You can't just, like, wear an eye patch. But that wasn't a real eye patch, right? No, it was a stylist eye patch. Okay. Anyway, going back to just that whole idea of, of fighting through that initial energy... <laughs> That's it. That's what you have to do. That That is the game for me tonight is not going to be decided in the third, fourth quarter, as crazy as that sounds. I think it starts off with letting Milwaukee know you can't play with us tonight without your guy. You, and, you, and it starts early and it continues in the first quarter.
2: At what point does it catch up to Lou if Trey doesn't play tonight?
1: I, I do think that you worry about a 34-year-old guard playing heavy minutes in the playoffs. Or are we just doing it on
2: adrenaline energy? Because I got Harper over here shaking his head, Harb. Your thoughts? Because you're the one shaking your head. You think Lou's fine? Yeah, I think
0: Lou is fine. I, I think okay. uh, Coach Nate McMillan, you know, having Chris Dunn coming off the bench, we yep. had a Chris Dunn sighting last game. I think the balance of those two kind of gives
2: Lou a little bit of leeway. But I think Lou has a lot more in the tank than a lot of people think he does. I can only catch lightning in a bottle so many times, though, and that's that's my but, biggest fear. But and Lou I want to see. Lou has been on that. this
1: guy over the course of his career when given minutes. It, it, it's not like you saw something from. Uh, P.J. Tucker and you went. Wow, he went for 25, and you went. That's not going to ever happen again. <laughs> Lou has been this type of score, and so there's a part of me that only wonders about: Is it possible for me to burn him out too much? Because I am playing him basically starters minutes right now. Yep. That's that's my one concern. Outside of that, the rest of these guys, what, 26, 27, 22 years old. I'm not really too concerned about 40 minutes on the rest of any of their legs.
0: Yeah. Also, I mean, look, you're not asking one thing. You're not asking Lou to do. Is even though he's taking over the minutes of Trey Young, I'm not asking him to expend the energy and be Trey Young. Correct. I'm asking him to set the offense up because the offense is going to run through multiple people. It can run through Lou. It can run through Herter. It can run through you know other guys. And you're asking them, hey, everybody, do
1: their part. It's like a gumbo. Everybody brings something. Put it all in the pot, and we'll make this thing happen. By but, the way, that's that's Brandon Harper of the Drop Step Podcast, and also Big Shot Rob. Yep, also, Big Shot that's Bob. That's I was going to say. Now, see, I go with Rob. Well, he but He's Rob that, on your team. But, but he, he goes Bob with Bob on his team. I know, team. <laughs> and so that's the thing. I, I used to think it was respectful when you called him Big Shot Rob. Now he's going with the podcast with Big Shot Bob. It's all marketing. He's Big Shot Rob.
2: Here's my here's my biggest issue. I just felt like you got everything you could out of Lou in game four. You got good numbers out of Bogey. You got good numbers out of Herder in game four. Kongu did his thing. Got you minutes off the bench and everything else. You got, you got production at Cam Reddish. That, that's a lot of things that went right that just make me nervous that they have to go right again if Trey's not on the floor. Can I tell you the positive of Trey not being I on the floor? I love the positive.
0: Look, we all know that the Hawks need Trey Young to win the title. We, there, that's There's no argument yep. there. But the one thing about him not being on the floor and you subbing somebody like or Chris Dunn in – I don't have to hide anybody on defense. Dang. I don't have to hide Chris Dunn.
2: I, I don't have to hide Lou Wheel. I started yesterday's show. Chris Dunn has gotten more talk in this segment than he has in
1: Atlanta has, radio. Yeah, <laughs> in Atlanta radio history. I, I started the show yesterday by, by talking about you've got five guys on the floor when Trey's not out there. And, again, you want Trey out there. You need him in order to score and win a title and do all the things you want to do. But when he's not on the floor with this group, they are tenacious defensively because it's not four and one. It's all five, and they're long, they're fast, and they're young, and they're tough to deal with. Let's finish off this segment we're talking about Brazen Mets, 7-20, a matchup of Ian Anderson. Don't talk about what's coming up. Talk about last night. How about that? I okay, don't wanna... twenty to two. There at at a certain point, did <laughs> you not just as Ozzy Albies is hitting the ball out of the ballpark to make it twenty, I'm just thinking to myself. Yeah, I think I'd probably try and do the same thing, too. If you're going to bring in an outfielder to toss to me, I'm going to try and ride him out of the ballpark.
2: Look, because I haven't looked at the stats, I'm pretty sure DeGrom hasn't given up 20 this
1: season. Oh, no, he's got like a .6 ERA. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I was looking at his record. He though. might have scored more runs on his own than he's given up. He's 7-2. and two. I was like, how the hell did you lose two? I went back through. He lost to
2: Boston and somebody else. Gave up one run. One, one run in eight innings. One run. What the hell?
1: Tonight is going to be that game where if you... I wish we could have, like, banked some of those runs. Yeah, you think? And just said, hey, we're good. We're going to use these on Thursday. We're going to start with a seven-run lead in the first. If you don't mind, we're just going to take seven (laughs) off the board. We'll go 13-2 is good. We'll take seven, and we'll use these as as a DeGrom credit. We'll we'll, we'll treat each one of them as a third of a run. So we have three runs.
2: It's ridiculous what he's doing. Here's how you have to play tonight, and I'm not going to break down one of 162. Play it like a stupid playoff game. If you can get one run and hope that Ian keeps you in this thing, you know what, that's a success. Go into the locker room, pop champagne, you got to run off the guy. I think
1: that you are talking about a team that has to play decidedly a different style of baseball when you're playing against Jacob DeGrom. You know what actually works? Bunts. Yeah, small ball. Small ball. You have to grind a run or two. Move the runner over, get him in the stretch. Things because like that. the dude is throwing a hundred miles an hour I with know. the most ridiculous bending stuff in baseball. And he didn't need any sticky stuff. He didn't need any <laughs> spider tech. He's just a freak. He's a total freak. So you've got to find a way to get a runner two today. And again, the team used the inter- Anderson to take this start because they realize this is a pivotal game. You can get within three and a half, you win tonight. What's the strategy behind that, by the way? Like, because there's
2: a part of me that's almost like, okay, here comes my give up lineup and here's the white flag because I have no shot against Judy. And I know you can't think that as a professional athlete, but good Lord, what he's doing right now is a step above what professional athletes do.
1: It's really funny. And and this story has been around baseball for a long time. And my my ex-college coach told us like, yeah, no, that's a legitimate story. Like that happened. Like Nolan Ryan one afternoon was so incredibly dominant that somebody grabbed just a stick and just said, "Here, take this up. You might as well. You don't know, have good a chance with this stick than you have with a baseball bat." That's the Degrom thing that you got to deal with. It's, Can I take a Bodor up there? Like, what do I got to do? So that's that's what the Braves have cut out for themselves. So good luck, Braves. And I'm glad they got the W last <laughs> night. Very efficient game. Scored a bunch of runs. It was a ton of fun. The Mets were real quiet. Their dugout, too. The way it looked. Like, at a certain point, they're just laughing like, this is so brutal. Well, because at some point, you just have to be like, yeah, I'm just going to take this one. Yeah, it's, but, just, it's just not our day. Nope,
2: and it is what it is, and we'll pitch an outfielder. Fine. Wow. <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs> Even seeing, like, Francisco Lindor, like, he's in the dugout laughing like, this is ridiculous. Okay, so, this is just it, 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 what's what it was. So we did the party
2: for game two at Chernoff's house. Yeah. So the blowout, the 40-point right. blowout. And by the way... At the party. That's what it became in the third quarter. It was everybody laughing, just having a good time, because what am I going to do? What are Get we going to up- do? What am I going to do? Get you know upset what?
1: right now? You just went on a 28-2 run. I'm 1-1. I'm <laughs> headed back to Atlanta. This is what it is. So that's that's the opportunity that both the Braves and the Hawks have tonight. Oh, hi there. It's the Bucket Hudson Show right here on The Fan 680 and 93.7 FM. The 1 p.m. hour is brought to you by AquaGuard Foundation Solutions. It's Los and Hoyt today.
2: What is today, by the way? So it's Bobby Bonilla Day. It's Bobby Bonilla Day. It's also Thursday. Chuck Dowdle Day. The Lear. We
1: know it's Thursday. Thursday. Yes, we're very clear about that. But it's Chuck Dowdle Day too. And I don't know if you got to hear Chuck on Bulldog Roundtable today. Of course today. I did. I weep. I'm a I'm a P one of Chuck Dowdle. I will tell you with all sincerity, everything you heard from the montage talking about him is a hundred percent accurate. Chuck Dowdle is one of the most genuine and nicest people in this business. He's Coach. not
2: one of the most. He, he, he might he, be the he most. Is. Yeah. He might, be
1: the nicest per- <laughs> he might be the nicest person we have ever met in this business. So, uh, you know, obviously he's still going to do some, some, some work with the basketball team and the basketball program, but going to spend a whole lot of time in Maine. Good for yeah, him. We got him yet?
2: I'm a little frustrated that, you know, when I took my sabbatical and said goodbye to everybody, I didn't get a montage or no. a video or a going-away party or even a
1: cake. You know what I got? Kind of got a couple text messages. I did. Hey, how's it going? Hey, this how you, you doing? Work. Like I would call you. I'd be like, "How you doing?" You're like, "I'm baking another cake."
2: I did. I baked a damn good cake. Though. You you baked a whole lot while you were. Well, it was on the holiday sabbatical. season. That's what you do during the holiday. It was season. all Hallmark and baking. It's like,
1: <laughs> what are you doing today? <laughs> Bun cake. What are you doing tomorrow?
2: Strawberry cake. Went to my little house in the woods. Got to know myself. <laughs>
1: You make it sound like you were sitting in some sort of, like, tent, sweating. No, and, and I was like, like I was
2: like Emerson. I was and, becoming one with the world and, and you're myself. Like, you're
1: like, oh. Very I, sexual. You're like, I can hear my soul amongst the clouds. <laughs> yeah, that's who you were. Uh, coming up in 10 minutes, well, it's happened. It's crazy, and it's a ton of fun to watch. We'll talk about that in college football in 10 minutes. But So you're telling me, and I realize it, from a national perspective, the Hawks continue to get the Atlanta treatment. And I don't understand why. Like, what what part of this
2: treatment do they hate about Atlanta? Do they hate us because we don't have a superstar? Guess what? You got Trey. Okay, there's your superstar. Do they hate us because we don't have titles? Okay, fine. We don't have titles. They continue to rail on us over and over and over again, whether it was Bill Simmons, Colin Cowherd. The latest is Chris Broussard, who you'll hear from in a minute. I just – I don't understand what they're so upset about. Are we crashing their party? Is that is that the frustrating part? Because to me – in America, in every movie we do, we always cheer for the underdog, the underdog, the underdog. She put this team together so she could move the team to Miami. Like, we all love that part we of Major, Major League. We love Major League, right. So why is nobody embracing the idea of Atlanta, that we're not supposed to be here and we're their party crashers?
1: <laughs> because we're their party crashers. That's what we're doing as of right
2: like now. I- You were basically the exact same team you played in round one in the Knicks. You were them, but you weren't the headline star. You weren't New York and the Mecca and everything else. I'm here to tell you, you're the biggest market left in this thing. It's Phoenix. It's Milwaukee. It's Atlanta. The national media should love you, and for
1: some reason, they don't. The part that I typically don't understand is how you end up where the home of TNT is. Where this is sort of an NBA mecca. Like, people want to come to Atlanta. They want to come do the shows here. They want to come do everything. Eat the wings, yes. Yet, we're still considered an NBA outpost. And and I'm used to this from, obviously, growing up, going to San Antonio games. We used to always joke around. The NBA would never allow a dynasty in San Antonio because it's too small of a market. They don't want them on the TV on a regular basis, and so we, we would always point that out. The truth is... If you got a dominant, good basketball team out of Atlanta, Atlanta does great numbers every playoff season. Not just, not like talking about Hawks numbers, talking about watching the NBA in total. I don't understand why a lot of the national media looks at us and says, oh, no, you can't be part of the NBA royalty.
2: So the latest guy to step in it was Chris Broussard, who was on FS1. He's on First Things First. Can you name anybody else on First Things First?
1: Not really. I think Brandon Marshall's on there, right? Okay. Yeah, a couple other All guys. All it's FS1. I'll, you tell me what's on there, I'll believe it. <laughs> Anyways. So he, they have the Easter Bunny, and he talks to Jesus. I'll be okay, sounds cool. Well, no,
2: now you're crossing religious. And oh, holidays. okay, sorry. Can't, they wouldn't talk to each other. You're talking about the dunks. And Chris Broussard, actually, I like him when it comes to his NBA stuff. I think he knows his NBA stuff. But when he was talking about Giannis's injury, he had this to say on FS1.
0: This entire year will kind of have in the back of people's minds – like a mental asterisk or note, if you will, that, yeah, that was that injury season. I'll say this last thing. If Atlanta wins, then it will be even more so of a mental note in people's minds that, yeah, that was the year everybody hurt was hurt and Atlanta won. If any of the other three teams wins, I don't think it'll be
2: as big of an issue. So I'll do this as two parts. First off. So if the Suns win, if the Clippers would have won, or if the Bucks won... It's all legitimate. It was cool. But (laughs) Atlanta wins, they're the ones that had to deal with injuries from other teams, and they weren't supposed to be there and everything else. That, throw it out. I don't even care about that part. Injuries happen in a basketball season. So if this is what we want to do... If we want to go back and change history and put little, is it an asterisk, asterisk? Am you're, I saying you're asterisk? No, yeah,
1: you're, you're really good. Okay. You're good. good there. All right. Then let's do this. The anus is on you to prove that. <laughs> How
2: about the 94 95 Rockets?
1: You get one as well because
2: Jordan wasn't there.
1: There oh, you go. Oh, oh, no, that that nope. and, and that's the problem that you run into because, and, and a lot of this, very honestly, I, I refer to this as, this is dude talk. Like, this is NBA, dude, this is this is like the perfect discussion that dudes have in like a barbershop when you go, that NBA team matters, that one doesn't, that guy has his title, that one doesn't, and the fact that. But you're talking about my city, you're talking no, about here, I, I and know. so
2: I take it disrespectfully. You and I can have this conversation, but someone from here can't have this conversation. I can talk about my brother, you can't say a bad word about
1: him. And I, I get it. I, I really kind of feel like Matt. Matt, turn off with this. Like, Matt says, I don't care how I get that title. If he gets the title, it's his title. And that and Then the flag flies forever. And it does. And I agree. Absolutely. I completely agree. There is something weird, though. And I remember dealing with it in 99. When the Spurs won that title from the New York Knicks, I'm ready to be like, yeah! And everyone's like, short season, dude. It's 50 games. And Phil Jackson was the one who was like, yeah, that doesn't really count. And it wasn't until they started winning multiple that you then started feeling validated by that. You have to understand if you do get it, if you, if you just make it to the finals... No matter what happens, that's awesome. But if you do make it to the finals and something great happens, don't listen to anybody else outside of the national don't. media. And Broussard, my point to you is shut
2: up. This has happened before. Guess how, guess how Steph got his first title. Do you remember that one? Because it was against you. Uh, Who was my big guy, Zaza, that stepped out there and
1: decided to put his foot under Kawhi? Zaza, no, I think that was your second title. No, but...
2: that was Steph's first title. No. That was maybe? I'm sorry. That was a second title. That yeah, was that was, 2000, just, yeah. that was 2017. You were Steph's first champion. title. He was without or the Cavs were without Kyrie and Kevin Love. And Kevin
1: Love they both got hurt in that in before that final and they were able to walk to
2: the title. You want to bring that up or how about when Durant and Clay couldn't play against Kawhi? Does that not Does count? That ma- not like count? we can yeah. go through history and we can do this over and over and over again if that's how you
1: want to play this Chris Broussard. Again, 99 the Knicks didn't have Patrick Ewing. I didn't care. I, just I didn't don't... care one bit. I was like, that that's your problem. That is your issue. You I just have. don't
2: get why the national media
1: continues to go at Atlanta with this over and over and over again. Now, here's one more piece of audio that I want to play you. And then we'll get a chance to kind of yap about some of this stuff because it, it's at some point you just have to say, all right, that's how you are. And this is how we are. And let's let's do our thing. And you do your thing. And I'll do my thing. This is Charles Barkley. And this was going in. This piece of audio was going into game four. Now the fun part is, you would think when you're paid to talk about the NBA and to know these teams, you would know these teams. But this is this is not a shot at Chuck. This is more it's more funny. Sounds like a shot at Chuck. But no, this is a, a standpoint of people don't know this team because they haven't watched the team because they haven't covered this team. TNT until they've had these Eastern Conference playoffs have not had this Hawks team on one of their broadcasts. Okay, this is Charles Barkley and what he was talking about the Hawks situation with Trey Young being down going into Game Four.
0: I would start Jeff Teague. Yeah, Jeff Teague. What? I would start him. He's, uh, he's not exactly on the Atlanta Hawks. The Wait, who's the other guy? <laughs> Big Dummy. I'm sorry. No, no, <laughs> I wasn't even I talking about Dunn. Uh, well, you ain't talking about Teague. I forget, I'm forgetting somebody. My mistake. <laughs> I can make, listen, I can make a mistake. Who, huh? Who's another guard on the Hawks? Uh, Kenny Smith. Oh, <laughs> no, seriously. No, there you are. We've run I'm out of remember resources. Remember, Brandon Goodwin is a guy who filled in when Frey oh, was yeah, out I before, but he's, him, but he's he's, also, he's I, also hurt. I had the wrong guy, but
1: I yeah. wouldn't start Lou Williams. <laughs> Thank Just you. Check. Okay, so the fun of that entire piece of audio is that he's thinking, all right, who would play behind Lou? Hey. he doesn't know the Hawks' roster, and and nor, nor really should he. And not America doesn't know it. And nobody knows but us because we've been paying attention. But your Did
2: ignorance – you no, we're still here, Charles. Your ignorance is not a reason to crap on my city. Your I agree. ignorance is not a reason to crap on this team. Then you know what? And I'm not saying Charles didn't do his work. Good Lord, that guy's more successful than
1: any of he's, us will he's, ever be. He's a national treasure. I love him.
2: I, agreed. But do your work, man. Do hey, your work. this is Charles Barkley. I'm a dumbass. That's not. That's a little hard, Charles. The point is do your work on this team, and then you will respect. Like, you. there are so many people
1: in this country that just come on the air, and I don't know anything about that team. What am I going to do? I'm going to be a shock jock. And talking superlatives and talking overall things. Being, well, Atlanta can't do that because Atlanta's never been able to do that. Brandon Harper, what do you think?
0: Can I? Let me step back and play. Devil's advocate for a second. Because yeah. I agree with everything you all are saying, and I'm you know, i listening to the national media just like you all are, and I'm rolling my eyes, and I'm like, come on, y'all, one of the final the, three teams left.
1: They showed up to the party very late, and they're upset that they
0: don't know anything then about don't, the, the, then, the party. Then don't crap on the party, though. But check this out. Let me step back for a second. You had the Clippers. The Clippers had a bona fide superstar, two of Well, a superstar and a star in Paul George, a superstar in Kawhi, Agreed. right? Okay, Phoenix. An emerging superstar in Devin Booker, and you have an emerging star in DeAndre A. You have two names. And you have Chris Paul, who is a superstar.
1: Sure. Right. He's on every commercial, every single
0: break. All right, cool. The Bucks. Giannis. Giannis. Two-time MVP, defensive player of the year, bona fide superstar, right? Then you have the Atlanta Hawks. There was a point in time in this season where people around the league, the rumor was with Trey Young, guys don't like the way that he plays. He had a, a reported riff with one of his teammates in the locker room. He would, It was around the league They guys just did the nutmeg. They didn't like him. He is now emerging in a lot of people's eyes as a superstar, and they're
1: saying what we've been able to see all year long. See, that's the problem. And, and it's as you put it, and I will definitely say, I, I understand, there was a narrative that was created, and I'm always about, I'm always saying the same thing, I always reject the premise. Like, I'm going to, I'm not going to let you set up the premise for me, I whether that's politics, sports, whatever, I'm going to reject the premise and start saying, let me look into this for myself. But if the narrative's wrong, you keep doubling down and on it? And that's the thing. The problem is, the narrative has been wrong for months and months and months, and a guy that you had people that looked at him and said, 30 and 10. Well, it's a hollow 30 and 10. Well, now you're playing with better players. Suddenly, 27 and 9, 27 and 10 is, well, yeah, but, but he's not a star player. Nobody likes playing with him. They and the Phoenix Suns have the best records in the NBA since March 1st, okay? These teams have a 50-game stretch where they've been better than everyone, and there's a reason why. To I me, star
0: Jeff Teague.
1: To to me, there's no difference between, in my
2: mind at least, just being here. Is there a difference between Booker and Trey Young? Is there? Is there a huge
1: they're, difference from a superstar level? There, both emerging. A, one's been there well, I, for I think, a year, maybe in front of them. But That's the, it. The, the weird part is, you had people that were much more willing to accept Booker as an emerging star than to admit Trey was, because it it jumped the narrative. It hurt the narrative that Trey was not this guy.
2: And so we're not going to use the excuse that Kawhi didn't play the entire Western Conference Finals? We're not going to use that as an excuse? So no, it doesn't
1: apply to that. It, just, it, it blows it, my mind it it not enjoy to that enjoy the party that you're seeing, man. I get a game five tonight. I think what we're all going to be doing is the same thing. We're all going to be drinking in front of our TVs. Maybe not Harper. <laughs> Harper lives his life right. You and I, we got a beer right now. I offered him a beer. He's like, nah, I'm now He's good. working, yes, and he was like, nah, because he's responsible He's ethical. You, you drive and me home? I, and yeah.
2: I'm not a beer guy. You gonna drive me home? What? I'm not a beer
0: guy. What's your poison? If I have a little look, I have a little Hennessy, a little something, you know, a little cognac
1: every now. and then. Okay, year. okay. I'm sure they've got that over at the bar. We'll make that happen after the I show. Cognac over here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One more thing on gummies. the burger. I'm sorry. It's
0: probably minor. Another th- another reason why people look at Booker more so over Trey is he got the blessing from Kobe. Now, what that means to a lot around the league, that means something to a lot of these people around the league for what is worth. Trey got a
2: blessing from Kobe but, as well. I his mean, daughter
0: loved that's him. the other right, thing But too. it's the whole Kobe legendary that Kobe shared with, with Booker that Booker is now using to propel himself in the Superstar.
1: That, that's, again. I'm just telling you what's around No, him? I know. I'm just saying that's that's how these narratives start when, when Kobe, his daughter, That's her favorite player, and and he's coming to watch him. It's like, okay, we just ignore that. It's not supposed to be an important factor. Coming up in five minutes, Hoyt has found a way to avoid having to have another kid.
2: Hang on. Do the rest of the
1: tease. I wrote an entire tease out. Do the entire tease. I'm not going to do the entire tease. I'm leaving it right there. What more do you want? want Do you want to tease yourself in five minutes? (laughs) Go ahead. Read the tease.
2: I really liked the tease. Okay, do it. Do it. And it didn't involve decapitating his lower region.
1: He's referring to me because I got clipped. (laughs) You're like, you're like. I found a different way, and I don't have to have a surgery. You did. No, you. Yeah. I and mean, what's so weird about it is that you have this impression that like I'm a eunuch, like I don't have anything down there. And I'm like, oh, look, it's just, it's just his thing, and that's it. Well, prove it. I'm not gonna prove it here. It's in public. Let's do the next topic. All right. <laughs> so it started as of midnight. Last Let's see night. it. Phil, <laughs> <Bill. laughs> name, image, and likeness. And have you have you been paying attention to everything that's been going around on Twitter? You now have, was it Milo's Ice Tea yep. that has Bo Nix? Yep. Uh, let's see. Derek yeah. King, who has a $20,000 deal with, with college hunks moving junk. Here, here's how big or small you want to call it. Do you see our guy, Kendall Milton, who he's with now? Who is he with? The 7'6
2: athletic wear, the, the, the shirts that I wear in the hats. Oh, really? They're making his shirts. So it's, it's big, Milo's Tea. It's small companies. It's everything right now.
1: It's everything right now. Like, I saw a pair of, of young women who play for fresno state basketball two sisters the twins yeah and they're very attractive and that's the thing that like they use instagram as some of their model stuff and everything else but now they've signed a deal where they'll promote your company with their social media and so you want to talk about the ncaa model like it's dead i i really thought i was of the belief i've talked about super division one for the better part of a decade well let's hear this is what did it though Like In my mind, I just thought that you were going to have the big powers that be in college football would break away from the NCAA and just say, you do your thing, we're doing ours, we're more of a semi-professional sort of league, we're going to do our stuff, we're no longer under your purview. But it took name, image, and likeness to actually make that happen, where the NCAA basically put their hands up and said, we can't handle any of this, y'all handle it on your own, y'all go do what you're going to do, and now kids are making real money.
2: I know I'm supposed to have an opinion about this. I, it's radio, and we're guys, and we're supposed to have an opinion. I don't – it's hard to say I don't have an opinion. All I know is I hate change. I hate change. I love my game of college football the way it is, and I know starting midnight last night, it's never going to be the same, and that scares the ever-living the hell out of me. You realize that, right?
1: I think that this is a possibility where
2: – And, by the way, you add the transfer portal, portal on top of that, like – To me, I'm just scared of where this game is going to go and what it's going to become. And it may be something great. I don't know, but But, I know I love the game that I've been watching for years and years. But
1: what this means to me is much more of a free market like a normal adult has. I can choose to go work here. Here's the amount of money I'm going to make. Here's how it's going to be. Got to pay taxes. And I then have to handle that. College football, we've been talking about it for years, and I keep trying to say it. If you treat it like business, then... The business end of it all makes sense. Treat it po- like a big
2: business. At what point do the college coaches start treating it like a business? And that's the adjustment that's going to have to be hey, made. Hey, you're fired. You're not getting the job done. You're fired. You're fired. Your scholarship you're,
1: is gone. Th- we're moving quickly towards the university employee model, which is this this kicker who's just missed three in a row, i got to go get another one. Very similar to the NFL. That's cutthroat, dude. And I don't I know if these kids are ready for that. Well, that's what they're signing up for. And, and guys like Kirby Smart, you want to talk about the – the extra quiver they now have of, if you play here, your exposure is going to make you money because we play big games on big networks, and here's what it's going to do for your brand.
2: Well, that, okay, does that change the game in general then? Like, Yeah, the, t-
1: halves, the halves get more. The have-nots get less.
2: Is that what we want? Because all I hear is people complain about if there's one issue with the college football model is there's not – what do we love about the NFL? We love parity. Right. There's not parity. There there is the tier one and the tier two, and then there's everybody else that has no shot. By the way, that's going to become an even greater margin. Yeah,
1: I'm sorry. The fact that you went to Tulsa is your problem.
2: Okay? What if I didn't have any other options? She should
1: have been better. You ended up, you know what, you ended up in a nice mid-market. You're at Memphis. You're going to make some money.
2: Again, I'm very scared of where this is going to, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not, because granted, we all know, these kids should have been getting some cut of the pie. Not all the pie, some cut of the pie. Texas State, sorry, brother. I'm just saying, I am very scared where this is about to take my game and what's going to happen to it in the end. And I I can't
1: tell you what it is, but it scares me to change. I understand, and I'll tell you, at midnight last night, the lightning bolt struck, and Frankenstein's monster was born. And we'll just see. We'll see what kind of what we'll see what it's going to do. It's think, going to change a whole lot of stuff though. You think Saban likes this? I think that he has
2: to look at it as a, a possible advantage. Oh, you want me to do the you want me to do the on-site breaking news? Oh, Here.
1: yeah, let's see. What do we got with the on-site breaking, breaking news. news? We've got breaking news. This from the Bleacher Report. Giannis is officially ruled out for tonight's Eastern Finals game versus the Hawks with a knee injury.
2: Which we know, but that you was it does questionable it to yeah. completely out. Easy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't jinx it yeah be careful Lear. they're gonna come out with that energy that first few I minutes think
2: easy. We, there you go
1: we will get a chance to talk about a little bit more uh, hawks basketball here in a moment but hoyt has now found a way to get his wife from thinking about the third kid because y'all y'all are in a different place than we were like we had two daughters and we were happy with that and my, you make it sound
2: like i'm not happy with my two children no i'm saying you're happy
1: but <laughs> it's your but your wife wants a girl yeah, she wants that. That she wants that, that girl in the house.
2: If we had two girls, like in hindsight, everybody kind of I think hopes for like one boy, one girl. Yeah, sure. You, you each get the one that's gonna you know follow you around and everything else. We have two boys, and she wants the girl. And I have said multiple times, whether it's with you guys off the air or on the air, that it's it's not my choice. And I understand you know science that I do have something to say. Kind of got answer. a contribution I, factor I, there. I, well, unless she finds someone else, but. Like a real athlete, real buffed, and everything. Oh, she's still like four foot ten, dude. So like it's going to
1: even out. Your next kid's going to be like
2: 6'5", Duncan. That'd be awesome.
1: And your 2 redheaded boys are going to be like... Whoa, We're Whoa. back to
2: the NIL thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, she doesn't want a boy, though, but she wants the girl. Right. And, and, man, we just got in the area where they're both potty trained now and they're sleeping through the night. They're in a, a good a, place. Yeah. I'm in a good spot. Things are better here now. It's like Selma. And she wants a third kid and I don't know how to fight it, but I think, I truly believe I have come up with the greatest way to stop this from happening. The Hobson and Hobson? Get a divorce? Listen, you're I making
1: just... me guess. If you make me guess, I'm just gonna guess things. It's not a bad call, actually, but no. We're gonna get a cat. <laughs> I think we need to get a cat. <laughs> okay, Th- that's, gonna, that's gonna take care of this issue? Here's my logic behind this. Okay, fire away. Cats are
2: harmless, they keep to themselves. They'll distract my children. They'll kind of give that new feeling in the house to Lisa that, oh, there's a new body. There's a, n- a new, new life. A new life in the house, and everybody's happy and everything else. Now, that's not going to last for long. You've got a honeymoon stage. I truly believe I can get maybe three years out of this thing, though, out of the cat. Not, like, living, but, like, I'll have to find something else to do after the cat. The meanwhile you're going to be, like, praying for menopause? But here's the – yes, exactly. The thing is – I'm basically just trying to run out the clock on my wife's ovaries. That's okay. all I'm doing. I get it. And so if I can buy myself three years with a cat, I've only got like six or seven more years. I've got I've to do something. Do you know what you need to do? So we're going to get a cat. You need to get a
1: cat, if that'll work for a little while. Do you think
2: that works? <sighs> it your, satisfies the meme at, at I, this am, time.
1: At, at this point, she might be like, oh, this is really great. This is so nice. I can't have a, a, a baby in the house with a cat. And be,
2: Because they kill babies. But... We all know dogs are better than cats, but I got to be responsible with a dog. I got to take it on walks and feed
1: it. And cats kind of do their own thing. They uh, do their own thing. You just—they live in your—they they live, in your, yeah, house they right live free. in your house. Yeah, they live in your house. That's what they do. Exactly. They don't go in your pantry. That's the only difference. So my my next question, because yes. I'm I'm trying to I'm workshopping I'm this with you. I'm nailing this. now. I'm already on. Like man. I'm workshopping this with you. Absolutely. I think you also have to make it a point, and I know you don't care for this. Mm-hmm. You've got to make every vacation with her family because you know. Ain't no way. Oh, yeah. She's not going to let me make a baby on a home Right. There's no chance. No. So every vacation, all those getaway trips she wants to do, the, okay. the baby-making vacations, you go and say, well, let's go do it with your family because you know nothing will happen.
2: Let's take your parents to Cancun this year. Huh? Right. And have but, them stay in
1: our room. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, that, well, it's two queen-size be, beds. Because, listen, I've met your wife. Oh, she gets what she wants. Yeah, but. But right now I'm but trying she's to play mind res- games But she's with respectful her. of her family. Oh, she's absolutely. She's not. J- She's not that girl who's like trying to find a way to have sex with her boyfriend on the family trip. Okay, I mean, that's not her.
2: That's the mother of my children you're talking about. That's what about I'm
1: saying. Right that's that's not what she does. I so that's why I'm saying very
2: disrespectful.
1: No, I'm saying she's not that person. <laughs> that's why you need to make sure that you have the family. Now, again, they do treat you as the help. Like you are the second class citizen on the trip, but there's a lot of benefits that come with that. Yeah,
2: no, I think I think if I get you get to go could, to Italy and the Hamptons and things like that. But then what happens when you get there? Well, you end up being Watching the kids the most of the time. And then they're, they're making having, them drinks. They're having you fetch drinks. Bringing up the beach the, toys. The baggage and everything. Yeah. yeah
1: that's, that's the other end of that pancake.
2: But help me. So after the cat, after that buys me about three years, how
1: do I run out the clock on the rest of this? You, go, you go get clipped without her knowledge. Now, it's going to be real suspicious no. when, you're, when you have to spend no. like two days no. alone by yourself no. with, a, with a bag of peas on your groin. No, I can't do that. That's what I'm trying to
2: avoid. So I'm trying to get a cat to avoid that.
1: I don't know, man. All right. Well, you know what? One.
2: If I get a cat, if I you got, get a cat, you buy I three, three years. years. I buy myself three years, and I can figure out the next move. This is all strategic. You just, know what? Just you I'm know what? You know what? Listen, listen, listen. You're... She's trying to have a baby. I'm
1: playing 3D chess. Your your wife is very progressive. After the three years is over with, just tell her that you've decided that you uh you weren't into women anymore. Okay. <laughs> 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 and she'll she'll understand, she'll Brian. Don't. I've always I've always thought that. Maybe you would become so enlightened that you would become asexual, Brian. Speaking of
2: that, is anyone coming up and kissing me yet?
1: There is a couple people that right. I've, I've paid to come to the I know, you said that, and I'm waiting for it. Randomly. Also, do you want to remind you when the Braves score, you score an express oil change and tire engineers all season long. When the Braves score five or more runs in a game, you score a big discount. Yesterday, the Braves beat the Mets by a score of 20 to 2. So how many dollars are you getting off on there, Hoyt? 20. $20 off is today only, Express Oil Change and Tire Engineers. Can I give
2: you some advice? Yeah. Don't go today. Why not? Go tomorrow. When
1: think, they sc- when they they're sc- going to
2: score 24 against DeGrom <laughs> <laughs> tonight. So
1: let's save that. I'm going to save you 4 bucks. We're going to save you 4 bucks by <laughs> we're going to put 20 on DeGrom, the best pitcher in baseball tonight as the Braves will take on the Mets. Your pregame will start right here on the Fan at 6:05 tonight. You can thank me tomorrow. I think it's a terrible piece of advice. <laughs> So I'm fascinated with this topic that you brought up because I, I get the immensity of it. And I get the idea that every now and then, Nick Saban in a given season will fart and fall down. Like, they'll lose a game. <laughs> something will happen. They won't make it to, to, to Atlanta. Something will happen. But if you're expanding the playoffs, you're basically allowing that man a, a get-out-of-jail-free card.
2: So college football playoff expansion is here. And we know the number one reason why it's here. Los Money. Money. It's always oh, it's all about money. money. That's fine. I like money. But college football is trying to spin it to you. as, hey, no, 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 no. It's not money, baby. This ain't about us making money. This is about you guys getting more teams in and getting a better chance to win. It's about opportunity. It'll be fine. You'll love it. Georgia, I know you didn't get in the four, but you've been fifth or sixth the last couple of years. Now you can join our fun and be in the playoff with us. Everybody will have fun. Everybody gets a chance.
1: Yay. It's a uh, Oprah of college football. Or
2: do you? So Brian Kelly spoke with The Athletic about the playoff expansion this week he said quote look if i'm cincinnati i love this and he should love it if he's cincinnati you're in the playoffs like you were last year he says if i'm sitting in alabama i'm like meh do i really need eight other teams trying to beat me he finishes up by saying but for us at notre dame this works really really well let me start with Brian Kelly real quick. Of course it works well for you because you'll get in every single year. And you Correct. know what? Maybe for Georgia fans, we get in just
1: about every single year, every three out of four I, years, you we're know, in the playoffs. I would say 75%, 80% of the time you're going to get in, it, it's – the only time you own is when you have that 15%, 20%. Somebody goes down, you fart and fall down, and you don't get in.
2: And you have Stetson Bennett under center. You know what yeah, I mean? Something you have, weird. You else. have that season. But here's where I'm going to throw it that it's not a good idea for you, Brian Kelly, or you Georgia fans, Kirby Smart, Lincoln Riley. I can Brian look at Hoyt. List, all of them. <laughs> here's what you're doing. You're allowing Nick Saban to get a second chance, even in his down years. Can I give you a stat that's about to blow your mind? Do so. Nick Saban has won the SEC West. Eight of the last 13 years. Okay. Good for him. Bravo. Two of the five years that he did not win the SEC West, he won the national championship. You didn't win your division, and you won the national
1: championship. So he farted and fell down, and yet still then went and won the national championship.
2: There was the year against LSU, 2011, I believe, when you got to play LSU again. You had your one trip up in LSU.
1: 2017.
2: And then you had your 2017, where Auburn played Georgia in the SEC championship, and we put Bama in, even though Bama was second in the West.
1: You're giving
2: the bad guy a second chance. What do we do in movies when you kill the bad guy? Here's what you do. You light him on fire. You and put, put two another more one. bullets in his chest, and you put a stake in his heart, and you cut off his head. And instead, you're willing to give Nick Saban another opportunity. And by the way, he doesn't have a lot of down seasons. As that stat proved, 13 years, he's won the West eight times. But when he is down, you're now giving that guy another shot to ruin the college football playoff and win it again. Here's Saban's stats by the way against top 25 teams since he's taken over at Alabama, he's 60 and 17. Top 10 teams, he's 32 and 10. He's got an 80% winning percentage
1: against top 10 teams. Like you're setting this guy up to succeed, you're even just, when he fails. You're just giving him more people to beat that are quality opponents, and he already does that anyway. He's 7-3 and three against number one teams. Nobody has a winning record. <laughs> wait, against... wait, wait, say that again. He's
2: 7-3 and three against number one ranked teams. No one has a winning record against number one ranked teams, and he's 7-3 against them. And you're willing to give this man second life in a down year? And I go back to, I know they don't have a lot of down years, but when they are, Man, let
1: someone else play in the sandbox. What it bothers me the most about this, and we talk about it from a George perspective, when you get an opportunity to let's say beat him in an SEC championship game, all you've done is just delayed having to play him again.
2: Oh, you mean I got to play him twice now and beat him twice to yeah. win the whole
1: thing? You got to beat him twice, and you know what? Awesome, because I can't even beat him once. Right? You're sitting, you're, you're sitting back as Auburn, where you beat him and you move on to the SEC championship game. You play whoever, and you, you know. You, Whatever happens, happens, right? Then they got to face him again like three weeks later in a playoff because, hey, we got in as the sixth seed this time, not as the four seed.
2: So I gave you the stat that he's won eight out of 13 SEC West. The five years that he did not win the SEC West, he finished in the top 12 every single one of those years. Then
1: they're going. Then they're going
2: every single single time. time. And that's.
1: I, I I I think that also applies to Georgia as well, based on what we've seen. They're going to continue to keep going as well.
2: It does to some extent, but when I rattle off numbers, what Nick Saban is against the top 25 and the top 10 and the number one teams in the country, I would rather roll the dice with a Saban-led team than a Kirby or a Lincoln Riley or a Brian Kelly-led team. Like, Brian Kelly, here's my thing. Let's say you do make it into the playoffs an extra four times in 10 years. So you get your brains beat in in the first round of the playoffs instead of the second round of the playoffs. Like, what's the point? Here's the point. It's (laughs) It's so guys like Kirby and Lincoln Riley and Ryan Day and everything else can put on their resume, well, we were in the playoff this year, this year, this year,
1: this year, pay me more. Yeah. That's it. I, I take teams to the playoffs. That's what I've done over the course of my history. I've been to the playoffs. And for me, it's an opportunity. I think we all want more playoff football, but I also was always a, a big fan of thinking I could live with six, You know, two getting a bye and four getting in and saying let's do it that way. The way it's now going, all you're going to do, is turn this into the Invitational that's hosted by Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, and Clemson. Yep. That's, it, it, is, it is the you can throw Invitational. O- you can throw Oklahoma and Notre Dame in there,
2: and you know what? Cincinnati or Boise State or TCU or whoever the guy yeah, come, that wants come, to come in and come, crash the come party. Come play
1: in the pool for a game. UCF? See you later. Cool.
2: This is why we never let you in the playoffs in the first place. To me, it just I understand we're doing it for money or we're doing it for ratings. And by the way, if Bama is one of those teams just sitting on the outside – you're telling me you're going to throw a 12 team party without inviting them, your biggest constituents with the most amount of watchers and the legacy of Alabama? You're not. So you're my not. point is until he I don't think he's going to retire. So until he does the other thing. oh, no, he signed till he's like 80. So until he does the other thing? We're good. Where the other thing where he eat- fails to breathe? Yeah. What are you trying to say? Until he does that? The other thing. He's going to be in the playoffs as long as he wants. Coach until I'm dead. And that sucks because the road will always go through Tuscaloosa, and the college football playoff just allowed it to happen. Dude, that man got COVID and won the national championship. I know he did. (laughs) No. He got COVID twice. Remember, he had it the week of Georgia, then he didn't have it the week of Georgia, (laughs) and then Then he he
1: actually got it. And then he won the national championship anyway. (sighs) Yeah, and, and you're giving... See, this is my one, as much as you're concerned about name, image, and likeness and what it does and the impact it has on college football and college athletics as a whole, I worry more about the playoff expansion because now you basically take the importance of a regular season win and kind of say, all right, that was cool. See you again, end of the year. You don't, you don't eliminate anybody's season.
2: There's a reason we all watch March Madness, and we don't watch regular
1: season college basketball the anymore. The finality of it all. Yep,
2: you, watch, you, you know when you start truly watching, you start when tournament play happens the week before leading up all the way through March. And unfortunately, that's what they did their season. College football, you just did that to your season. And you can look at it and say, hey, Georgia's going to go a few more times, everything else. To me, that's microscopic. That's small-minded to look at it like that. Question I
1: ask you. When did Georgia season come to an end last year? It
2: always comes to an end. Of the exact Oh, last year in
1: Jacksonville. It was in Jacksonville. Right. That's where the season ended. And so there's that.
2: But would I have snuck in the other way?
1: Probably. Maybe. But, that, didn't but, that but take that, all the luster off of Jacksonville? Then? Exactly. And that's that's the damning thing about all of this expansion is, yes. OK, you give Nick Saban another opportunity. Ryan Day another opportunity. Even when you beat them. They then have a shot to come back and get you again, and, and, and it really takes away the luster of a big regular season matchup. Imagine if we had expansion with, with uh, uh, Clemson and Georgia this year. Okay, it's a cool game, but you're like, all right, doesn't round, round one, I'll see you next. I'll see you in the next round. Doesn't mean anything. It doesn't I'll, have the same sort of deal. I'll see
2: you in three months, and that's strange to me. That uh, Just think how upset LSU fans were, and I know Frank Duffy, if he's listening right now, furious in 2011 that I beat them in the regular season. And now i got to do it again? And then I get my brain stomped in.
1: Yeah, it's not so much fun when that happens.
2: So, bad college football. Shame on you. All right, coming up next, Atlanta.
1: Enjoy this ride. Every minute of it. Follow the Podcast Park on social media for live updates as new episodes hit and behind-the-scenes looks at all our shows. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Podcast Park.
0: It's now time for a classic audio fun bag moment. Brought to you by Hard Ice Vodka Freezies. And Norman's Electronics. Aren't you going through a divorce or something? You told me to bring it up.
1: Let's move over to Matt Chernoff. No, let's not. We're done. Who, during uh, our days, when we head over to the Sports X, decides that all level of professional decorum goes out the window. It's a lot more loosey-goosey time. Yeah, you decided to... Well, I'll just say you bomb the entire studio multiple times.
2: TV that's out like his outdoor TV. That's nice. So I can be smoking a heater outside watching one
1: game and still see the other game. No, I looked at one of these Sunbright TVs and doing some surround sound and doing something out there, but it still doesn't solve the multi TV option. What kind of TV? (laughs) Who was that? (laughs) Who was that? Who was what? That was loud. (laughs) Like that was audible. That was audible. (laughs) Chernoff, i'm sorry what are you talking about i'm sorry you're trapped in there with him what are we talking about we're talking about chuck going
2: in the control room
1: oh. <laughs> it's low Point. we are out over at fairway social over in alpharetta come stop on by everything is operational if you haven't been in here yet this place is cool it's really cool it's and they got just- beer yeah, they do. It's a cool spot. You've got all the simulators. You can bring the kids out here, play all the games. My uh, my wife is going to drop off my youngest daughter with me. Hot. So we are going to do a little bit of putt-putt later.
2: Well, I hope you're better than when we played. <sighs> you were impressed. I've worked on my putting skills. You were, I mean. I put Vaseline I on say, the front
1: of my putter. That's hit, what I did. You hit some putts. By you the way, uh, uh, let's see. Buck is currently in an RV in Florida, which. Oh, by the way, that's not going well. Have you are seen we the going updates to get dates on this, okay. or are we, we going to let him do it? In, in Hudson, his daughter is due today. So, yes, happy birthday, June. So hopefully July 1 is the first day of June. So that's what we're saying. Okay, you've been following Buck on this. I don't know. I'm not even going to get into our topic yet. Oh, okay. So you've been following along. Is but it is it Buck's not, wife's it's account? It's not me. It's Kelly continues to put okay, this out on so, Facebook. So Buck's what? wife continues to post to Facebook. About their challenges on the RV. It says, well, we made it two
2: days before we messed up. Forgot to close the awning on the RV while driving down the road.
1: They ripped the <laughs> awning off of the RV yeah. because they forgot to close She clo- posted a picture of it. Oh, they, Lord. They've now
2: tied it to the RV with, it looks like, string
1: going into the window. Okay, that's not good. Well. So they forgot to put the awning back up. Yes. All right.
2: The next post. Well, we're two for two today. Coming back from the beach, we could not get the door unlocked. Must have locked the keys in the car. <laughs> I guess we broke the awning arm for a reason because Braden was able to climb up off Buck's back, step on the awning, and climb through the window. And she has a picture of them getting poured on. Like it looks like <laughs> like it's monsoon just season. Torrential rain with Braden on Buck's back <laughs> climbing into the window of the RV.
1: Oh, that man, that poor man. I, we talked about it earlier in the week. I was like, I don't understand. I, I think it's a once-in-a-lifetime kind of family opportunity to do the RV trip with the family, right? Is it? But also, it? also, you, you can't get away from your family. But how did you not know it was going to go wrong? Like, everybody knew. I'm... You have to be good at RVing to RV. Like, you can't just <laughs> rent one and then do it. Like, if you go with Frank Duffy, he's good at RVing. He knows what to do. He's seen everything before. You're going to have fun. If I rented an RV with my lack of experience, things are not going to go well.
2: I would hang myself from the awning by day two. You'd be like, I've just had it. (laughs) That's it. You would just be like, like, no funeral. Here's the rope. We're done. You're stuck. Houses aren't big enough as it is that you're stuck with your family. Now they do open concepts, so I have to see and hear everything. There's a part of me that just wants to get away. And instead, we're all going to, here's a better idea. Let's all get in a tin can and all get as close to we- as we can together for an entire week.
1: What could go wrong? Coming up in five minutes, I give props to a guy that I oftentimes do not give props to. Thank you. But he has earned it. No, it's not you this time. Damn it. Atlanta, enjoyed this ride. We're on a ride right now with this Hawks team, and and everybody who is a hater trying to get you to take it down a notch, man, I want everybody to be so excited at 830, and whatever the outcome is, I know that everyone's waiting for the gut punch. Don't worry about it. These guys aren't thinking about it. You should be
2: thinking about it. Enjoy the ride. Just enjoy the ride, and I don't don't know how this ends. None of us know how this is going to end. This could end Saturday night with Trey still on the bench. This could end with them wearing oversized cotton t-shirts with caricatures of them holding the Larry O'Brien trophy? Yeah, it's Harper, trophy. don't look at me like that. That's the shirts Bryan they trophy. wore in the 90s. You know those. It, it could end one of two ways. It could end in a finals and you lose. My whole point is enjoy this because we talk about the stress that builds with playoff games, and you've already went through hell with Game 7 in Philly. But you've got to remember to enjoy all of this throughout it. There's a reason that the... You talk to Braves fans, 95 was a relief. Yeah, absolutely. 91 was their favorite team. And they didn't win. And they didn't win, but the ride of 91 and every, from worst to first and everything else of that 91 was, that was amazing to them. The 98 Falcons, yes, there were some bad things that happened. Yes, you only scored one offensive touchdown, but the ride that you had with the Niners and going to Minnesota and missing kicks and then Morton making the game-winning kick, Enjoy every bit of it. I've told you guys multiple times, that 2017
1: Georgia team. That was the most fun I've ever had in a college football season.
2: It will be my favorite team of all time, no matter who takes us into the promised land. Even when you win it, you'll still look at that one and be like, that's the year. It will be from Chicago to South Bend to Pasadena to Vegas. 41 nothing <laughs> in Neyland Stadium. We scored 21 points in the first eight minutes in Jacksonville, like you have to enjoy this ride, and if you don't, you're going to regret it. And so I'm just giving Atlanta the advice, enjoy this right
1: now, no matter how it ends, man. The fun part about 2017 is how much of a revenge tour it was. Just what they were doing, just pasting teams, just killing teams.
2: Well, like I said, the 41 nothing in Neyland, remember, that came off the, the, was it the Dobbs Hail Mary? It was the Dobbs
1: Hail Mary the year before, and that's in 2016. That was
2: such a gut punch. It was supposed to be so uplifting and everything else. So to, to get the revenge factor of that, take just remember these great moments.
1: Trey Young game one against the Knicks, game went, winning. went off, game winning shot. Game. Told all of them. Hush. Shh, you quiet it down. It's effing quiet in here. What Kayvon do? What Kayvon do in Kayvon game 7? went for 27 points and, and and became nationally Kevin Kayvon Hurter. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, Red Velvet was it became a national deal. And by the way, like he was the Bill Simmons podcast, I was listening to it from yesterday just cuz I wanted to see what they had to say about the Giannis injury. Hey, listen. No, not really. Okay. Uh, not not at this point. They've 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 really throttled back on what the Hawks are, and what they how, they're really seeing them. I think in, in the in the light they're supposed to be, but they were talking for a good two or three minutes about Kevin Herter and trying to figure out like what's his nickname? Is it like Red Rifle? Is it like is it Red Mamba? They're like no, no, that's Matt Bonner. And it, the whole time I'm going like Red Velvet, he's smooth. He's smooth, but or Kayvon, either one. You had Trey Young in game one.
2: Go for what he went for in this game. You had the Lou Williams game in game four. I, my my point is, remember all of this stuff. So there was that night. Um, Falcons had a 25-point lead in the Super Bowl. Don't, the, yeah. there, was, there was that night. There was that night. That and, might be the night of nights. And you're going to harp on that, and that's what's going to stick out in your nightmares. But also don't forget the Matt Ryan MVP season. The Vic Beasley leading the team in sacks. The... Watching Matt Chernoff in the bends to close in the bends in the dome that night yep, to close last it game out. There. Yep. Watching the party happen the entire second half of that game and then overflow into the streets and the two weeks build up and everything else. And yes, I know it didn't end in the championship. You don't have to tell me that. Hoy, we blew it, blah blah blah. I understand that. That could happen tonight. That could happen three weeks from now. My point is, enjoy all the good stuff that has come from this because you don't know when it's going to happen again, especially with this team. Who the hell thought we were going to be here? So, yes, it's stressful. Yes, it's gut-wrenching, and we're staying up late, and nobody goes to bed before 2 because you're watching I'll be up until one thirty, and everything tonight. else.
1: No problem. But just enjoy all of this, man. Can I tell you the one thing that I take exception to? You and I have had the benefit of teams that we grew up watching win a championship. And, and I think that fills your cup a little bit differently. And... I want this so bad for guys like Matt, guys like home team. Yeah. And, and and more than anything, and I know it's just a, there's some recency bias, I want it to be the Hawks because you never would have thought it was the Hawks. So
2: I walked up to home team after they got done with Philly and I saw them on Monday. We, they won Sunday night yeah. Yep. Sunday afternoon, I
1: saw him first thing Monday.
2: So I see him Monday, and I walk up to him, and I go, "I'm so happy for you," and I yeah. give him a hug. He goes, hey, "Hey, we got this coming up. We got the Bucks coming up. We got..." Yon. I go, stop, "Stop, stop. Enjoy this. I don't want to talk about that. Enjoy this Enjoy right this now." Right like, here. Is it Nick Saban who has who has the 24 hour rule? 24 hours, and you move on. That's fine. Make sure you're getting every minute of that 24 hours. Atlanta, That's my advice.
1: Do it for 48 hours.
2: Oh no, no, we don't have another game. We're not playing. So you know what? Keep enjoying it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Enjoy it. Enjoy your forty eight and then and then you know what? You'll be right back to stress and craziness at eight thirty nine. And and oh my god, if they could win game five, Hoyt. Stop, let's just stay in the moment. If they can do that No 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 Hawks are the other team, we're not gonna look ahead. No, I agree. But if if you're able to come back here and host that funeral and find yourself in an NBA finals at that point, nothing. you're only you're only four away. Nothing easy. Easy See. Oh, nothing easy. Let me finish up this segment by talking Easy. about this. I typically do not give a lot of credit to Paul Feinbaum. Oh, shut up. You listen to his show every day. Don't God know. Oh, God, no. it would be it's a special kind of on torture. podcast list. Yeah, great. You anyway, wanted to see what Gary and Albany, see? The thing about it is that I don't think that there's anything lazier in radio than taking endless amounts of phone calls, and I don't think it's a good show, and and that's... When are you going to be nice and compliment? I thought you were complimenting the man, but now you're taking shots. He was asked a question that pro football focus and college football talk and all these different people continue to miss. He was asked, who is the best passer in the SEC? What do you think he said? Matt Corral. No. Although he noted him. He was like, it's JT Daniels. It's (sighs) JT Daniels. And – you went through a list with me yesterday where JT Daniels was not on a first team, a second team, a third team, or a fourth team. No,
2: he didn't, get on, he didn't
1: even get honorable mention. He didn't even get honorable mention as a quarterback in the SEC. Anybody who saw, and again, four-game sample, whatever, but an elite level of play over four games where you went, that, we're going for 300 yards today. We're putting up some points.
2: The, the difference to me is I look at Matt Corral. And he's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. He is in a fantastic. There's the old miss. There's my old miss man back there. <laughs> he's in an elite offense. Yeah. With an elite play caller. Yeah. And, see, I got a hell yeah now. Is he a better quarterback? I don't know that part of it. I know JT. We know the offense of Georgia has been limited to some extent, whether it's Kirby, whether it was Munkin not being able to put his offense in for the five games that JT played. I just look at JT and everything that I hear that's said about him, that he's a student of the game and I don't want to make this comparison because he's not the same guy. He's a very sharp kid. I hear and see everything off the field very Joe Burrow-esque that – He's finally going to get it. He's finally going to figure it out. doesn't mean he's going to put up the numbers because Bryce Young, hell, may put up better numbers. Emory Jones may put up better numbers because he's in a better – I think Mac
1: Corral will put up bigger numbers because of of the nature of their offense, and they'll be trailing too. And
2: that may be the thing. You know what? That may be the thing with Florida as well with Dan Mullen. The Dan Mullen – yes, he's an offensive genius, and I'll give him credit on that. As much as he's a clown, he's an offensive genius. He's a great developer of quarterbacks. And so maybe Emory goes for more numbers. I think JT is a better quarterback. I think when you look at, by the way, NFL draft – Comparisons coming out next year, typically a first or second round pick, and that's the guy that NFL teams are going to want. So if you're talking just about the quarterbacks alone, JT's the better quarterback. And so, what College Pro
1: Football Focus
2: said, <laughs> they had Emory Jones they had number Emory, three they had on Emory their Jones
1: list ahead of. And again, if we're just talking about, hey, this person deserves this kind of accolade based off of a limited sample size, nowhere has Emory Jones put together four games that you got out of JT Daniels. We'll go
2: to Hoover in like two weeks. He hasn't
1: put together 20 snaps. We'll go to Hoover in two
2: weeks. Emory Jones will get one vote for maybe second team all-SEC quarterback, and it might be from a Florida media member. Yeah. It it, it blew my mind when I saw it. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. You know what? Here's the thing to Georgia, Georgia fans, Georgia's offense. You have to prove it. That's what you truly have to do. JT, you have to prove it because there are so many doubters when it comes to this offense right now. Todd Munkin, I hope you're listening. There are so many doubters when it comes to you right now. You have to
1: prove it. It almost does feel, though, that I will say that this is the best group of offensive components they've had since 2017, where you like the receivers, you like the backs. I like everything. No, now, remember the say. quarterback came on out of nowhere because remember it was Jacob Eason yeah. he goes down
2: and so you're over at Jake Fromm. Yeah, but I'll take to me, I'll take JT as a quarterback over Fromm at this point, especially a freshman in Fromm where we saw, yeah, we, we saw them freshman. let him yep. do more things towards the end of the year. But definitely in that Notre Dame game, he wouldn't do anything. He wasn't making any checks or changes to the line. It was you're going to call what we just did.
1: We were in the uh, we were in the press box and I I kept telling you and it, this was the saving grace of that game, is when I told you Notre Dame has run out of tricks. Oh yeah, remember really they were trying to players. trick their way yep. down the field and I was like they're out of tricks. I'm like they're not going to score like they're not going to put up big points. You just need a few drives and they got the few drives. It's a much like the talent
2: blows the 17 talent away. If you take especially if you take Chubb and Michelle out of it by the way, the talent on um, the weapons on the outside, the weapons at tight end and that's even weird to say because you had Isaac Nada, who we thought was all world and Obviously proved later
1: on. He's he's an NFL player. He's an NFL quality tight end. Mm, Is he? He's a seventh-round pick. He's in the league. (laughs) Is he? That's fine.
2: Is he? My point being, there is talent (laughs) everywhere on this team, so you get your chance to prove it. Kirby's the only one that can hold you back at this point. So, Paul Feinbaum, I salute you as the one guy who's been paying attention. It finally happened on Bobby Bonilla Day, on Chuck Dowdle Day. On Chuck Dowdle Day. Chuck Dowdle Day. I'm so excited. You
1: want to say you're sorry about what you did to Chuck Dowdle? I didn't do anything. We got him yet. When you grabbed that audio and you said it sounded like his soul was escaping his body. Yeah.
2: That was him that made the noise. Though. That's on him. But I then, just grabbed then, the audio. He sucked his soul he back sucked in. sucked it right
1: back in. Because that moment, it could have been the end. The Reaper
2: ain't coming for me today. That's what but Chuck said. That's, he was like, like, uh-uh, Reaper. She wouldn't get him back. Oh, he's, he's brought
1: back. his soul back into his body. He's right back. Why would you move to Maine? What's in Maine? It's comfortable during the... It's comfortable. wind. When? The summers? Like two months? Like when you hear people like, I'm, I'm summering in Maine. Yeah, but he's going to go live in Maine. Yeah. <laughs> and then part of the year he'll be down
2: here when it's when it's cold. Can you see Dowdle making a fire, going out and cutting down his own tree, bringing in the wood? He's got, a, he's got his axe. <laughs> he's, he's got a
1: flannel shirt on. <laughs> he looks like the – oh, like, I like, got some more. Look at I the cover you. of Downey. <laughs> There's Chuck Dowdle just chopping that wood. No, people, people – Chop wood for Chuck Dowdle, because he's Aye. that kind of guy. That's good See, call. that's that sound. That's a, good that's a one. The soul tried to escape. Not today, Reaper. Aye. Sucked it right yeah. back in. I love that, man. He's a really good dude. Oh, hey there. Hey, Hoyt. It's the Bucket Hudson Show right here on The Fan 680 and 937 FM. Carlos Medina and Brian Hoyt, also known as just Losen Hoyt. Sometimes the audio fun bag, just hanging out over here at. Fairway Social over here in Alpharetta. Come stop by. You can uh, you can have a beer with my friend here. I or, just, or have some food because the menu is really good here as well.
2: So I just met the bartender. No, I've met him a couple times. But guess what his name is? Big Dummy. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's not Big Dummy. No. His name is Carlos. Really? And he got very, he looked at me because I used your card. Oh, kind of was wondering <laughs> if he was like, and he goes, how you, did you get that? He goes, you do not look like a Carlos. I go, yeah, you got me. I'm not a Carlos. What does that mean, by the way? That's how? racist.
1: No, I just think that if I was to profile you, you look very much like a Dave or a Jim, (laughs) you know. So do you have a a Carlos look to you? I think so, yeah. I mean, look, the tan is all out. Like, I've been hitting the pool and everything. Look at Harper. Harper couldn't be a Carlos. He could be a Brandon. Brandon. Well, he is a Brandon. He could be a Carlos if he was Puerto Rican, because th- that would be the, it would fit the stereotype, I just the didn't profile.
2: Understand what that meant, and I was very offended by
1: it. So, to- do you want to be a Carlos? Do, I, you, do you want to be Carlos Hoyt? I wouldn't mind. It's kind of a cool nickname, Los. Hey, I'm the Los and Los show. I'm Los Hoyt. <laughs> we
2: could be Car and Lo. Did you ever get called Car growing up? Uh, that was more Cargo. Like,
1: more like first grade, I think. Okay, and then everybody pretty much settled into either Funky Cold Medina or Los. That song came out when I was like in third grade. Yeah, but
2: that's too long to be in. I know, no.
1: Everyone wants to do it. Just yell "Funky Cold." Okay. Yeah, that was FC. The giant, the giant eye roll from me. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's so great. Coming up in about eight minutes, the national level of expectations for Kirby Smart is getting more and more intense. We'll get a chance to talk about that. But went with the numbers: seventy-five percent of teams that win Game Five win the series. No, no, I, no. Hopefully, we don't get to a game seven there. Actually, a hundred percent of the teams that win game, game seven, seven, they tend to win them all, they right? Do win they, the series, they, they get yeah. a chance to move on. And so, I, I, I like to think about this game tonight. And we we got the news. Uh, Giannis is going to be out. That's that's expected. Yeah. I mean, as nasty yeah. as that thing looked, you know, no damage to the knee, no structural issues, but it's going to be weeks before he can safely get on a basketball floor. Remember that? That's, a, that's a team that gave him. But he, like, super maxed him. It's like 200-something, like 240, 250 minutes. No, crazy amount of money. By the way, you've seen why. Hey, yeah, he's great. He's he's 100% great. I mean, he's doing stuff that we haven't seen from a big man since, like, Shaq, okay? That's that's how he's dominating the playoffs.
2: As weird as this is to say, I didn't get to watch a lot of Giannis in the
1: regular season. This is what he does. And he moves like he's not big. Yeah. He, he it's, had, a, it's incredible length and exceptional athleticism.
2: He had one where he looked, it looked like he was going to be about... Twelve inches short. No, he's going to lay it up and finger roll it in. Instead, he just turns over his hand. I'm like, how did you dunk that? It's just because
1: he has a go-go gadget arm. <laughs> okay, so so now that that particular person is not on the floor, I think this really now turns to let's see what the Hawks' injury situation is, and more than anything, start taking advantage of what what's been one of the biggest faults for the Milwaukee Bucks. And I've got a friend of mine. I, I brought him up on the show yesterday. It's Bob Sturm out of Dallas. Yeah. A good friend of mine, hosts Afternoon Drive. He's a lifelong Bucks fan. And and him and I talked before this series got started because in a lot of ways I've watched a lot of Milwaukee Bucks basketball because there's Giannis. He, as a Bucks fan who covers the Mavericks, has watched no Atlanta uh Atlanta Hawks game.
2: So you guys were trading information. So
1: he's, you know, he's kind of picking my brain and everything. And and one of the things that I talked about him with, I was like, the mentality of the Atlanta Hawks has been tested. It's been tried. You might think that they're hurt, they ain't dead, and then they come back out and they, they, they get after you. His entire point was the Milwaukee Bucks are not a team of killers. Like, Giannis is... is I don't know, Bobby, it, Bobby Portis looks like he'd kill me. Not, like, physically kill oh, you, but in a game, like, okay. I'm going to end your season, I'm going to silence you. The stuff that we've seen Trey Young do in these series, where it's the key play in the fourth quarter and you know you can't stop him and you know he's going to be the guy who comes forward... The thing about Giannis and the reason why you could never put that on him is because of the free throw issue. You foul him late, and you create opportunities where you go, they might get one, they may get none, and, and, and that's hard to do. Outside of him, and this is what, as Bob Stern was telling me, they don't have that mentality of a guy. There are a whole lot of really nice players that are really nice guys. There's not the, hey, Kayvon's looking to kill you. You know, C- Capello's going to slam it on your head. John, I, John Collins wants to dunk it on you and then have the picture of it on a shirt. This guy isn't obviously in the
2: series, but we there's two guys. Kobe and Jordan, you always heard about them. Oh, Harper, Harper lit up when he heard Kobe. He loves Kobe. <laughs> you always heard about them, though. Did being, somebody say Kobe? You always heard about them being killers. Like yeah, they're the killers. They're, they're horrible people to be teammates with because they're going to get the worst out of you and they're going to get the best out of you at the same time. And you're right, Milwaukee doesn't have that. But at least you see that in Trey. The, the fact that he embraces that, that villain role, that a-hole role kind of, especially when he was up in New York, that's the kind of guy that – it's the guy you want to be in the foxhole with. And ultimately, Kobe you wanted to be in the foxhole with because you knew he'd do anything. Trey you kind of want to be in the foxhole with, but the entire Hawks team looks like that. Giannis looks like a nice guy. I'd like to take him and his mom out to dinner one night.
1: Like go get some – just some food. Yeah, we'd have like a good just time. Some, grub. some go nice. to like Grub Burger and be like, "Hey, get whatever you want. It's on me." Nice wine, and everything else. I would baby hey, bird your <laughs> wife. Oh, okay. You, you, I would baby you, bird. You, you baby bird Giannis. Then that's just it's up to you. But no, I, I think I that, get the killer that, mentality that you're saying, though. When you talk about a guy like Chris Middleton, who's a really nice player in this league, I, this is not a slide on Chris Middleton, but Chris Middleton needs a guy like Giannis, who is going to be that that alpha in the room. Take the
2: attention off of me. Take the attention off of me. Let
1: me do my thing, and I can comfortably score 20 in a game. Once they needed it uh, in game four, in the third quarter, when Giannis went down, you saw Chris Middleton kind of shrink up a little bit, where it was like, wait a minute, this is all on me. And and the the defensive length and the ability for guys like Cam Reddish and Herter to stick on his hip— I think really caused him problems. Remember, he shot six out of 17.
2: Which, by the way, is normally what happens in games. You get the shock of, oh my gosh, we just lost our star, the guy that was not carrying us, but he was an integral part of this team. Everything yeah, big else. Part. You have that shock initially in the game, and normally it extends out the rest of the game. It's the next game that you're allowed to kind of build it up. Okay, guys, we're going to get over this. It was one game. Now let's go into game five and see. And that's why we talked about early on. I'm very curious to see how the Bucks come out tonight. And that's why and- – I'm very adamant about. And you can't be what you're not. By the way, you can't all of a sudden become a killer in one day.
1: No, it that's doesn't, not going to happen. That switch does not flip. You either are or you aren't. Mm-hmm. It's either you have that instinct or you don't. Uh, there was a guy I remember, you know, back in way back in the day.
2: Which, by the way, just to, just to piggyback on that real quick, I look at the coaches too. Look at Bud. Bud doesn't look like a killer to me. Nate has that in him. You saw him when he played, and that comes through to the players as well. By the way,
1: there are certain guys that you want on your roster because of what they do, and it, sometimes it's just the mentality issue. Um, I think Andre Iguodala was a huge part of that with Golden State when yep. they were when they were going through their run. He was that dude that just pushed it to listen. We're a good team. There's some nice guys. Now we're gonna kill you, uh-huh. and, and that was the mentality he brought. Mario Eli used to do that with the Rockets. Uh, Rob Orr used to do that for years with different teams where it was, Robert Bob, give me the ball. The ball's going in. It's over. Here's, that's why I got seven rings. Okay, that, that's that's what he would do. And the Bucks don't have that. Now, I think the Hawks are evolving into that. And, and that's what I'm going to be curious to see. And if, if Trey can get on the floor, can you imagine just that mental hurdle that the Bucks are going to have to deal with of realizing, our guy's gone, their guy is back, and now we've got to deal with all this. No,
2: there's a part of me that doesn't think Trey plays tonight. I, there's a part of me that doesn't think he plays either. And he plays game six, and that crowd erupts and everything else, and you've got the home crowd backing you, and you're going on emotions and everything else. But you'd love to close it out in six instead of having to, I know. to, I don't to just to hold on. I know,
1: I know. I, 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 I want tonight. You know what I want? I want a drunk text from you. Because you got one. Because the only way, the only reason. <laughs> you got one the other night. The only reason that you were at that mode is because we all had so much fun and you decided, I'm going to open up another. I'm yeah. going to open up another. This is a great game. Now, had they been down by 40 or 30 oh, no. like like you were at match? You're like, no, I'm not. It's like you and I when we went. No one to wants to do sad drinking. Game five when it was the Cardinals and the Braves. We've talked about this on the podcast. You and I ordered a giant tower of Beer. i
2: was ready to order another one before the first inning started i was like we're gonna be here all day like, and all night like
1: hoyt and i our goal was to see how many of these towers that we could put down in front of our coworkers where we weren't sharing nope these were these were ours and within about two beers and we're down like seven nothing we're like we gotta get out of here yeah like i, I wasn't go gonna oh yeah at that that's so fun I'm not. I'm not sad drinking. I don't want sad drink. A
2: beer can get I, warm on the table. I don't care. Yeah, a
1: happy drink. Like I'm like my like, things are good. Let's do this. I'm not. I'm not drinking drinks because I'm sad. I'm drinking drinks because this is fun. Like this is a great night. That's what I want tonight. That's what I want tonight. I want. I want the text message from you. I want when, and I never do this. I texted Chuck and Matt after the game where the Hawks came back from 26 down. Nudes. No. I mean, next time, yes. Yeah, yeah. But I never text them after a game to be like, "Wow!" And I did, and that's what I want tonight. That's what I. That's what I want more than anything for for this city tonight.
2: We saw in Game Four where Trey's points kind of went, and they got dispersed between everybody, whether it's Reddish or Herder or Bogey. Everybody got
1: up. theirs. Everybody picked something. So
2: up. So where do they come tonight when Gian, with Giannis out? And that's the that's the big question. That's you've a, ask I himself. mean, because
1: you would think that Middleton's going to get a bunch of shots. Obviously, Holiday's going to get more shots. I just don't know if you can then look at guys like P.J. Tucker and say... He had one game. Yeah, but I mean, uh, do I think he's going to go pick up 15 points tonight?
2: That's what you're going to have to do, though, is, if you want Brooke, to win. Is
1: Brooke Lopez going to get me 15 tonight? That's what you're going to have to do if and, you want to win. And this is the problem that, that Mike Budenholzer has with the way he's playing that bench. It's only seven to eight guys. So now I've lost one. All right, so now I'm down to six or seven. I got to get production out of six or seven guys over forty-eight minutes. And where you've been living, by the way, is getting your points in the paint. Yes, and you don't the, have the, the big guy. The biggest paint monster in the NBA outside of Trey during this playoffs has been Giannis. They 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 have taken the most shots. We we had the stat going into this. The guy who has taken the most shots in these playoffs from in the paint but outside the restricted area, that little area right in there, is Trey Young. Next one was Giannis. Mm-hmm. Why, what are you doing? I'm just thinking are of, you getting excited? I'm just thinking about the idea of just how cool this has all been. What if, it's, what if it continues tonight? Ah, Could you imagine just, how cool that will be? It would be so cool. Coming up in five minutes, it can't possibly deliver, can it? it I mean, it looks like it will deliver, but no, I don't know if it can. It
2: won't, but we'll talk about it in a second.
1: Sporting News had a list today. It was written by Bill Bender, and I, I think Bill Bender does really good work. And what he ended up doing. He blocked me. Well, probably because you went after him for I don't some think reason. I've
2: ever gone after Bill Bender. I just know I can't read his stuff because I get blocked every time someone retweets it.
1: You can follow him, uh, Bill Bender 92 No, you can't. Unless you're Hoyt, who at some point... <laughs> I'll show you this. Just Keep made going. Bill Bender upset, and so Bill Bender decided yeah. not to deal with the ultimate troll of all trolls. Like it, Your account says like Atlanta Troll on it, just so you know. So Bill Bender had asked the question, then he wrote an article. The question that he put in a poll form on Twitter was, which coach is the best bet to win a national championship first. And he listed out four coaches. Brian Kelly, Kirby Smart, Ryan Day, Lincoln Riley.
2: Brian Kelly, you're a pretender. You're never winning one. All right, so it's down to
1: three. 1.8%. Okay. So that's what the national grouping and sh- of his poll. And it should be. Who do you think was next? Who was who finished third? Who got the bronze here? Lincoln. Lincoln at 7.7%. The silver? Kirby. No. Nationally? Ryan Day took the silver out of these votes, forty point eight percent. The overwhelming favorite was Kirby Smart, forty nine point seven percent of his respondents said Kirby Smart, and so well they don't know what Ohio State has cooking right now this year. Yeah, Ohio State has some. the cupboard's never fair. No, but it's, they're
2: they're good. It's, it's just how it is. As good, it's as it's ever being up there. You're gonna
1: find out who's throwing the football, and then they're like I said, they're just they're just really good. Can I give
2: team. you the other reason I'd say Ryan Day? Yeah, sure. Ryan Day has an entrance into the playoffs every single year, and he has that opportunity. What Absolutely, do, yeah. There's,
1: what, a, there's an escape hatch that immediately leads right over there. What do I have? You've got to deal with the GOAT.
2: Yeah. Like, the greatest of greatest GOATs. I know.
1: you got to deal with that guy.
2: And that's that's the issue. Like, when you're playing in the Big Ten, you automatically – is Michigan in
1: your way? Wisconsin's going to be in your way? They're going to run the football? There's always a, a, a cute year where Penn State gets you, but Penn State was so down last year. Correct. I mean, but there was a lot of things – I. I can't take last year with a lack of crowds, a lack of spring football. Like There was a whole lot of th- things that came together to where typically teams that are good were not very good, and you couldn't figure out why. It's just, it, was a, it was a weird thing that was baked into this thing.
2: Now, this is the one who gets it first or the one who gets the most? Who's That's, get no, no, it no. First? Who would get
1: it first out of that group? So that was the respondent. So I, it, go, I go back to the Saban factor, man. I, I think it'd be Ryan Day before, but that's wh- with my understanding of what is in front of you on a regular basis.
2: What holds you back at Ohio State? Hell, what holds you back with most of these teams, and maybe Lincoln Riley should move up because he's got Spencer Rattler, you don't have quarterbacks that are repeating. Alabama, you got Bryce Young, who hasn't started a game. Yep. Dabo, you got a one-game start, one game Trevor missed two. Trevor missed two games last year. So you got DJ with two starts, and that's it. Ryan Day, you're starting a brand-new quarterback. Georgia, you're in a great spot right now because JT has taken at least snaps in five games, and so you've got that going for you. If we learned anything last year, you learned you can have talent all over the field. The most important position is under
1: center. Because you can't win anymore with a bus driver quarterback.
2: Not in this league. Hey, can you win with defense now? no no as much as you and i hate it so sacrilegious as much as you and i hate it you can't anymore the only way you win is by throwing the ball and putting up points and that's the one that's the one thing that i would say holds it back because the guys you just named brian kelly ryan day lincoln riley all three of them are offensive, offensive minded guys. yeah kirby smart's the only defensive minded guy on that list that holds you back too Right? Am I wrong about that? Because what wins in college football right now? Offense, 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 offense. 40, offense. 40
1: points per game. you got to get there. It's. Uh, I don't have a problem when you have really good defensive personnel. I'm not saying, like, no, oh, just totally ignore the defense. That's cause...
2: great. You know what I'd rather have? I'd rather have a turnover and have a 14-point swing where I just scored a touchdown, I turned you over, I scored another touchdown. That's what I'd rather have. We used to live in a day where three and outs were awesome. They don't care anymore, and you run guys in like a NASCAR package, and you fake (laughs) injuries to get off the field and slow the offense down. That doesn't change. So it's great that the national media or whoever that Bill Bender, who I can't follow and vote in his polls because he blocked me, it's great that he said that and his followers said that and everything else. They say, Kovac Smart, cool, awesome.
1: The fact that he's a defensive-minded coach
2: scares the hell out of me because that's not how you win.
1: But he's the favorite to do it first. Well, then, that group, you know what? Prove them right, out Kirby. Group, you know what? Prove them right. But before we get to the expansion of college football playoffs. Carry me on that beach, baby. Find a way to get this thing done. End Alabama's season in December. Because remember, you're playing one-game seasons now. It's basically what it's come down to. End their season in December. You ride over there down the street. And then go take everybody out in the playoffs. That's what you're doing. That's your goal. That's what you want to do. I, I've told you to speak it into existence. Maybe I need to lose weight so
2: Kirby can carry me on the beach. Maybe that's what he's been holding us up.
1: If, I was, if I was He's like,
2: yeah, he's too heavy. I can't carry him on that mythical beach that we carried him if down. I, if
1: I was to tell you that, okay, lose 10 pounds Done. and you'll win Done. a national Done. championship. Done.
2: I would cut off my leg. That's 10 <laughs> pounds right there. What about Ronnie Lott cut off a finger to keep playing. I would cut off a
1: leg. What about 20 pounds? Fine, two legs. How much do you want to lose if you were going to lose?
2: Oh, I don't care about losing weight. I just want to win a natty, baby. I know, but just – I don't care about losing weight. Just give me the natty. That's it. That's all I want. What
1: if I told you you had to put on 30 pounds in order to win a national championship? Done. Easy. Easy. <laughs> Super easy. You just sit there. I can there. put on 30 pounds in my sleep. You just have a chow bowl every single day, and you're like, going to get that natty. Going to get that natty. You just mm. be. You would have a trough in front of the office. You'd just be like, i got to go feed now. But
2: I'd be doing it for Georgia, and everybody yeah.
1: know I'd be doing it for Georgia. You'd look like so- Ben Stiller at the end of Dodgeball. That's right. Yeah, exactly. You'd be huge. These man boobs, these are for you, Kirby. They'd be totally huge. Uh, so the trailer came out. Hey,
2: Matt walked in. He's just shaking his head in disapproval. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. The Thanks, many buddy. saints of Newark. Yeah.
1: The trailer, if you're not familiar, uh, you are getting a, a prequel movie.
2: If you're not familiar, that's on you.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's it's there's been some time those and Sopranos were a regular every Sunday night thing. Yeah, like 20 years. It's been a while. Okay? <laughs> so that's on you. So it... But I would say that if you're unfamiliar with The Sopranos, it is worth it. You went back and watched Tony. I didn't go
2: back and watch. I watched for the first time. Yes,
1: but I'm saying you oh, made yeah. it a point to to go back and watch from season one and move through it. And even though the ending's the ending, and eventually you find out down the road, years later, okay, yeah, he, Tony got it. That is such an adventure of a of a TV series. Huh? It's such amazing TV. And what it did is it changed how all of us look at. TV versus film.
2: So I watched Mad Men and Breaking Bad long before I ever watched Sopranos. Yeah. And I would tell Chernoff, I'm like, this is so cool because he's the bad guy. Don Draper is not a good person. He's not a good human. And we kept but telling you about cheering for him. Walter White, he's he says he's doing it for his family, making crystal meth, but he's not. It's all about him and everything else. He's a bad guy and you're cheering for him. Dude, watch Sopranos. Tony Soprano and HBO did it like 15 years before this, Hoyt. It I was like, the precursor. Yeah, yeah. I'll get around to it. It's phenomenal. Now, here's my question.
1: Do you think it's going to work? I certainly hope so, because the, the trailer uh, looks outstanding. Don't use the trailer. They're, no, they're well, I, I only best, have the trailer. They're I put do...
2: the best clips in the trailer, of, of course. course. They can make any movie look good from the trailer. But
1: some of the stuff that you're not going to get, and I think as, as, a, as a fan of that series... Fast and the Furious 9 look cool in the trailer. There is so They go to space, I hear. Uh, <laughs> there is one thing that I always thought the Sopranos were totally genius about. The writing and the way they would deliver lines... Like, I still love the, the scene where, where Bobby goes to meet <laughs> up with Tony, and he leans up against his car, and he tells him, like, like get off my car for you, knock it over you. you, you <laughs> yeah, say it. F. Say it. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean, it, it was a slight. It was incredibly mean. When you watch it during the show, you laugh so hard. Like, it's so endearing to you. I don't know if you can write and do that sort of stuff in a feature film. And that's my only concern about what we're going to get. Oh
2: no, 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 no! You can't. I'll, I'll put, don't I'll put can, it that yeah. way. You can't because when I
1: have hours of TV time, sure, I, I can, can do I can, fun stuff. like that. I can that. play
2: the slow game. I yeah. can play the long game. It's like blackjack sitting at a blackjack table. I can play the long game. You can't do that. I don't know how long this one is, but you got ninety minutes to two hours. Yep. You can't get every funny line in. You can't. You can't develop character in two hours, and that's so weird to say. But you can't to but, the extent that you can of seven years of one hour one hour TV.
1: No, but I, I think that is where knowing. You're starting from the point, and if you haven't seen the trailer uh, for The Many Saints of Newark, it is the rise of Antonio Soprano. Mm -hmm. Of Tony Soprano and what he was like as, as a teenager, and how he kind of got involved in the family business.
2: He's in trouble in the principal's office, and they're like, hey, he tests extremely high in yeah, this, so this, it's like this.
1: He's, he's, he's got bad grades, but he tests extremely high. He's, he's a total leader.
2: Everything that he's going to use in his future life, basically. And you know
1: that future because you watched it Correct. for so long. Correct. And so I, I think that's where it has a chance, where we might be able to get something that looks really cool. And, and I think because of all the times where Tony Soprano was sitting there with Dr. Melfi and, and talking about – his mother. His, resent- his, his resentment mother. for his mother. And and okay, in that trailer, did you not love the look on her face when the principal is explaining how smart her kid is and she's like, No, he's not. Yeah. And and, and that's where But that's everything we knew about her, by right, the way, right. from But, but, but Tony. I but I like the I like the idea of filling those gaps for me that
2: Whereas way. you and I you and I sit in there in the principal's office, one of our kids is in trouble or whatever, and the principal's telling us that we do know he, she's smart or he's smart and you're you're trying to love your child. That wasn't Tony's
1: mom. No, not that at was all. It's
2: never Tony's mom. Here's the one interesting thing. You you and I were talking about this in the control room. El Camino to me sucked, and that was the after Jesse Pinkman gets in the car after Walter White does his thing. It's it the send, it it's a
1: send-off after Breaking Bad of what happens to Jesse and how his life moves on.
2: And it was terribly done, in my opinion. It was not good. I didn't need the after story of Jesse Pinkman. That's just my opinion. It is what it is. But you said... When you try to do things after the show, they
1: tend to fail. Yeah, it's very difficult to to then say, okay, it's been a couple years. Let's continue the story.
2: But to do a prequel where I get to understand everything that I just saw for seven years and understand why it unfolded that way and how it happened. And it's basically getting in the mind of a serial killer. You know all these killings they did, basically. I get to find out why. Now I understand their childhood and everything else growing up.
1: And I think that's where it has the opportunity to be a successful movie. And when it comes out in the fall and why I'm going to – I might go back and watch the series. Like, I've, I've seriously been deciding if I should go back and start rewatching that series because it's so good. And there's so many parts to it that are just, it's genius writing. It's awesome. And, and it is the the—it is the bell cow. It is the one that started everything in terms of having movie actors want to do TV so they can explore characters deeper and have way better shows than what's currently, uh, currently going on in theaters.
2: I was going to say the nice thing is right now coming out of the panty. We don't have a lot of new shows, new series just starting because. A
1: lot of stuff got shut down, right. So
2: if there is a good time to go back and rewatch something that you've already watched in the past, it's probably right now.
1: I think you're. And it's not a big commitment. No, it's a big commitment.
2: It's a very how long big it, How commitment. long did it take you? Uh, here's the problem. When I watch things streaming with my wife, I have to wait on her. and I Oh,
1: yeah. That, that never works. She's
2: it. asleep by 11, and I'm like, well, I got three hours to kill. How about I watch three more episodes? But the problem is that stupid streaming service always tattles on me. I know. It's like, do you want to watch episode 13? I'm like, no, because we were on nine. Why don't you tell her it was nine? I didn't watch ahead, you
1: jerk. Dude, I've got two episodes of Loki that I can't watch because now it's turned into, like, the family thing that we're all doing. You can watch it. I would love a button that says, lie to your wife,
2: and it would go yeah. back to where you left off when you were watching with her when she fell asleep in the bed. That's what I need. What's
1: Jason Bateman's show on Netflix? Ozarks. I haven't gotten through season two because season two was getting so dark that it was creeping my wife out. Oh, well, season three gets darker. And so she doesn't. she's not cool with me watching it ahead of her. At the same time, she's not watching
2: no, honey, life goes on. You either gotta, I agree. Life you, you goes either, on. You either jump on this train or <laughs> you
1: don't. I'm right there with you. I'm like, you are, are you on board or not? What are we doing here? So for me, now I'm left. Like, I've, I've, I've burned almost. Okay, I'm all the way through all of Rick and Morty. Now I'm just waiting every Sunday for another one. What else do I got? I might do the Sopranos. It might make some sense for me. Rick and Morty. It's really funny. You, you slut dragon. Chill right here on the fan. 680 and 937 FM. Lowson Point live over here at Bearway Social in Alpharetta. We have a we have a friend. A friend is here. I do want to remind you real quick that if you and your crew are overdue for some fresh air and fun, check out the spotlight on Small Business Baseball Experience, the ultimate fan experience for Atlantis area small businesses. Business owners, head to 680thefan.com to opt in and register win, and you and your team are going to the game. You'll get tickets in a private suite. A tour of our network studios and a chance to talk ball with our broadcast crew. Matt will give you the Heisman. That's right. The fan spotlight on <laughs> small business baseball experiences sponsored by United Healthcare, proving health benefit solutions for every business size where do you think he's at mentally right now i don't know and that's what i wanted to check with the guy
2: matt where are you right now are you here are you in milwaukee oh uh, no i'm here right now it's early
1: okay see i gotta I, I ramp up is right slow burn it's, yeah i mean it's what where are we we're two uh we're 250 so this is like uh settle in watch a little braves get myself mentally prepared and then here's the embarrassing thing that i'll admit go to the closet sometimes but when i'm home watching these games by myself I don't sit for the whole game. I stand a lot. How like, weird is that? You're never a sitter. The only I,
2: reason, the only time I ever saw you sit, you had that ottoman right in front of the TV. In your, I'll sit room, on that. Right, you
1: would sit on that. But I get closer to the TV. But in this case, so when we had you guys over to the house the other night, that was the most like sort of reserved I am. I was at the game in Game Three, and I'll sit there. But if I'm by myself. I'm just pacing the whole time. It's really weird. I find myself during. I'm, I'm doing a lot of the stuff during Hawk series that I do in Spurs series. Yeah. Where I'm. I'm constantly. Walking like I'm like I'm on the sideline, yeah. like, and I'm watching the rotate, and I, I'm just just one line to the next line, here's one the, line here's to the, the next other line. thing Constantly. So I'm outside watching. So there will be points where I'll walk in my yard, smoking a heater. Yeah. Well, I, if, I wish I could take up smoking because that would calm <laughs> me down. I just find myself in the yard. It's dark, and I'm just kind of between breaks. Like this is Lurking. so much fun, but it's not Neighbor's healthy. Window. I, I wish I could. I need a distraction. <laughs> this is not healthy. I'm not going to sleep again tonight. I already know that. No, this is going to be two o'clock in the morning. And, and I, I but this, I will tell you this, I feel great about tonight. I, really, no, I, I'm, I feel very so excited. I'm very, so excited. I'm very excited. It's not about throwing anything out, just feel good about tonight. No, I like this team. I like this team. I like the scenario. Uh, again, I don't root for injury, but I do root for opportunity. Absolutely. And, and this is an opportunity. And, and for as many times as we will always say, oh, my God, this happened in this town. Oh, this sure. is. How often does the two-time MVP have an injury and suddenly it's there for you? Well, your reaction to that would be watch us not take advantage of the situation now. But that's not these guys. Here's what I don't, and we'll talk about this coming up. I don't know if they win or lose tonight, but I have literally no fear that they look like Milwaukee who was sleepwalking into that game the other night when they found out Trey wasn't there. If they don't win tonight, it's because the Pat Connaughton game or the Bobby Portis, God forbid, game (laughs) or the fact that the Hawks just don't shoot it well. Something like that. I don't think it's going to be because they show up and they realize no Giannis, so we're going to lay up. Tonight. I don't think they zombie walked through no, this No, not
2: at all. That's good X's and O's talk. When do you eat? Yeah. Can you eat before, before
1: game? Ga- how, how early? Uh, well, I'm going to eat here tonight. I'll <sighs> eat before I go home. You don't want something heavy sitting on your stomach, right? Though. No, you I don't eat during games. Big playoff. Games. Yeah, I don't eat during. That's game games. That's why you guys uh, Zeno got wings the other night during no playoff no, game. no 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 that's we're, wrong. He, you can't we do that. guys were all eating. I didn't eat any of it. I just I can't do it. I just like my wife gets after me. She's like, you need to eat something. Because, no. you know, obviously I'm just pouring, like, one drink after the sure. next, so I'm like, you know. But pregame, eat something. Pregame, yeah. yes. I won't eat during the game. And Like and, I said, uh, we're at Fairway Social, so I'd here tonight before I head home. And I can't That's eat at halftime either. No. Wait so, to sponsor, Matt. so it has to be either <laughs> either pre or post. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to pick myself something up on the way home. Fairway Social. I'm going to eat, and then I'm going to get the kids all taken care sure. of. Sure. Because, you know, I'm going to be at home solo with one of them. The other one's in a late, late evening camp. And I'm going to sit down and say, here's some Braves. It's on TVs, and then I'm going to start kind of getting things picked up. I like will you. tell you, if they do win tonight, oh, no. I will have the world's biggest chocolate chip cookie at, like, midnight. A celebratory, Mid- like, homemade, homemade cookies. And no, I'm that's just gonna...
2: how you celebrate?
1: What do you want me to do? Do a line of blow?
2: Yeah, kind of. That would right. celebration. I'll do some heroin with I my w- kids upstairs. A hooker. I mean, what do you want You want me to go kill a vagrant? <laughs> you know what? I apologize. <laughs> it's just game five. You close it out. Then I won, and I ran over a then homeless man. You
1: don't understand. This is how the other guys... We're the other guys. This is how we respond. We eat chocolate chip cookies? At well, at no, no, no. Ch- Champions, Champions right. eat chocolate chip cookies. Matt has to run over a baker. <laughs> I didn't
2: see that. <laughs> That's what the other Allen's guys do. Article. I'm going to have a chocolate chip cookie to celebrate. Well, no,
1: I wouldn't have an appetite if we lost is what I mean. I'll be really hungry if they win. But
2: I will tell you that, that makes sense. sense. Hungry for another win? Is that what
1: you're doing? Eating dubs like Jameis. Oh, you only <laughs> though get a couple more of these TNT games because right. we're going to lose that broadcast team here very soon. So we go to ABC if things go well. Yes. So, so that it, would be uh, Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson and right. And, and that's fine. That's that's totally cool. No, no, no. I, I, it's Is not it? about the game. I want the pre and the post with Agreed. the TNT group. So right. And, and so that's the difference. When you get that group, you will stay up late night. To watch the game, sure. watch the post, and then make your way over to NBA TV to then watch all the all the players. Are, are you guys amazed how much Charles is actually wrong? <laughs> The teak thing was a bad look. Well, for, okay, the teak thing. Notwithstanding, I just mean like every night he makes that guarantee he's wrong. Yeah. Every time he picks one thing, it never works out. But I like,
2: think he enjoys so some I. of that. Like, so do I. So do I. There was a small part of you that enjoyed ringing the bell and watching uh, the Nationals catch you. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that it's kind about of thing. it's about
1: me. Because here's what here's what Barkley's great at. He doesn't care if he's right he or wrong. Never he's has No never scoreboard. Well. He's always just been able to. But say, that show still think. remains so entertaining.
2: Hey, Matt. Guess what's in my hot tub? AIDS. I've got AIDS. I turned myself into a pickle, Morty. Boom. Big reveal. I'm a pickle. What do you think about that? I turned myself into a pickle. What are you just staring at me for, bro? I turned myself into a pickle, Morty. And? And? What more do you want tacked onto this? I turned myself into a pickle and 9-11 was an inside job? Was it? Who cares, Morty? Global acts of terrorism happen every day. Uh, here's something that's never happened before. I'm a pickle. I'm Pickle Rick! Follow the Podcast Park on social media
1: for live updates as new episodes hit and behind-the-scenes looks at all our shows. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Podcast Park.